0: Hi folks, welcome to Follow the Leader, a podcast focused on telling character-driven stories through the use of GMless tabletop games where we can all take the lead. You can find us on Twitter at FTLcast and at FTLcast.com. We also have a Patreon at patreon.com forward slash FTLcast, where if you support us on the $5 level, as well as getting access to our bonus content, you get new episodes a day or so early. Um... Today, we are playing And You Shall Shatter Temples by Anna Landin. For those of you who are new to this game, here are the basics. They built their temples in the ashes of your homes. They filled their coffers with gold they earned with your sweat and suffering. They fill your mouths with their names and demand you worship them. They unfurl their flags over battlefields where they spilled your blood and never their own. Sing songs with the words they could not take from you. Raise the banner woven from the flags you stole back from them. Arm yourself with the swords you forged from their discarded bones. And You Shall Shatter Temples is a game about rising up against an overwhelming power that is trying to crush you. All you have is what you carry with you and those who rise up by your side. Together you can turn the tide. Together you can dethrone a god. They have taken so much from you. It's time to take it all back. I'm Jade, and you can find me uh, on Twitter at Rose as well as on Tumblr, and my pronouns are they, them. Playing with me today, we have Mac.
1: Hello, I'm Mac. Uh, You can find me wherever you get good content on the internet at Citadel of Swords. That includes Twitter, Tumblr, Twitch, lots of T websites. You can find the writing that I do about wrestling very, very, very occasionally at gatecrashers.fan.
0: Yeah, that's me. And we have Zach.
2: Hello, my name is Zachary Frederickson. You can find me on Twitter at Obfuscating God. You can find the music I make at iambugbear.bandcamp.com. You can find the writing that I do serializing the story The Brass Ring, a Bullets and Brimstone Caper at ZacharyOlsonPresents.com. You can also find a podcast version of that story being serialized at Zopcast on Twitter. And those are the things that I'm doing right now for sure.
0: All right. Uh, Our lines, which are things we absolutely do not want to see, are homophobia and transphobia, racism, sexism, anti-Semitism, violence against children and animals, sexual assault, domestic violence or intimate partner violence, unwanted pregnancy and plagues and pandemics. Our veils, which are things we're fine with addressing but will just fade to black on, are steamy situations and uh, graphic descriptions of bodily harm and terminal illness. Now that we've got all that done, let's get started. with playing this game is we need to choose our deity we've done the little prep side, but um use the face cards of a standard deck of cards we're going to place them face up on our digital table and these represent the pantheon of available gods and their disciples Uh, we're going to choose one of them or a disciple from among them to be the sort of thing that we are struggling against they're divided by suit and each suit has a theme do we want to rattle through reading these off for our listeners and then we can get to talking about them because i've just done a bunch of talking
1: yeah uh so spades is the domain of conflict the realm of bloody-handed wreck and ruin of the unrelenting machinery of warfare of every blade held by hands whose promise not to turn them on you is just the promise of not yet
2: which is the home of
0: yeah which oh, okay. may be ra- we are yeah, doing yeah.
3: that
1: yeah okay sorry uh, i wasn't clear No, that's fine. That's fine. Which would be home of the god of war, which would be the king, the god of conquest, which would be the queen, and their warlord, the jack.
3: Very cool.
2: And the uh, diamond is the demand of prosperity, the realm of plenty, of excess and abundance, of gilded gates and overflowing plates, where those of means never go hungry, and what is left over always goes to waste. Uh, Ruled by the god of wealth. The king, the god of hunger, the queen, and their magnate, the jack.
0: Clubs is the domain of control. The realm of the all-seeing eye, of the ear that hears every whisper, of the watchers on the walls, where in the name of the greater good, nothing may ever be hidden. That's the god of vigilance, represented by the king, the god of secrets, represented by the queen, and their spymaster, the jack.
1: And hearts, the domain of order. The realm of justice, blindfolded, of authority and rule, where lives are weighed and measured and found wanting, and every plea for mercy falls on deaf ears. Home of the god of order, the king, the god of laws, the queen,
0: and their judge, the jack.
2: So, are we supposed to just choose one?
0: Yeah, we chat amongst ourselves, like what, which one we like. Well, I think. I considering... mean, I think he says we can.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Go on.
2: No, no, It says we can. What?
0: Yeah, I think I got the vibe that no, we do have to pick a specific god or their envoy that we're working against so yes um yeah i mean get like you were about to say Zach. like given what we've talked about and what this is effectively following on from domain of order and domain of control both make sense from Mm. an immediately obvious point of view yes yes but also i suppose this is where we can talk about what this setting that we're playing in today looks like as well and because um mm-hmm. once we have picked our god uh, using the other two face cards and the ace from that suit will sort of determine um three uh symbols of the god's authority in this world uh which are the things we will sort of overcome throughout the game so and we we're going to tail them to whatever domain and whichever specific representative within that domain we want to work against who do we want to dethrone guys
1: There's so many good options here.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. I suppose one way to look at it, given the characters that we have in our minds, we'll introduce them in a bit, Mm
3: -hmm.
0: whether we've always been anti these gods or whether we've been like agents, like believers up until what happened and now it's sort of like, oh, actually, fuck you.
1: So that, that can come up.
0: Yes, this is true.
1: In the optional rule under arm yourself, which I love.
0: Yes. Arm yourself is a good one.
1: The question I want to answer is, have we all three collectively been like, oh, we need to kill this god this specific god? Or is it one of us and the other two are following?
3: Hmm.
2: That's hmm. Under- that's a a reasonable split. I think that I probably am for it. I also think that I was the one who used to work for the god, mm. as, as was established. Yeah.
0: That tracks. <laughs> yeah, no, that does track. I mean, depending on which of the gods that we opt for, I could see one that uh, my character also would have been affiliated with. I suppose given that, and given some of the themes that we've talked about, I feel like Vigilance is possibly a good one. Mm -hmm. The God of Vigilance under the Domain of Control, or the Mm -hmm. God of Laws under the Domain of Order. Those two are the ones that seem to be vibing the most for me.
1: Yes.
2: Yeah, yeah, I think that would make sense.
1: Damn, I did just have a thought. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm putting it in text. It it doesn't have anything to do with. It doesn't have anything to do with what we're picking. I'm just thinking. Okay.
0: Okay. Because I suppose we should like look back at the domain descriptions as a way to sort of maybe help us narrow down this choice. Mm -hmm. If we like both of those gods for different reasons, I suppose. then what force in the world are we more interested in acting against?
2: I think uh, order, personally.
0: Mm -hmm. No, I can dig that. But yeah, I feel like the domain of order is a fun thing to act against uh-huh. like narratively speaking um, ain't it always just <laughs> ain't it just the way uh and specifically the god of laws does feel uh quite good as a as our opposition if we are in accord
1: it is all absolutely hysterical given where we just came from oh that's why that's uh-huh. why we're that's
2: yeah. that's that is the reason we have the things have broken that
3: yeah Mm
0: -hmm. let me just get these um okay so now we need to discuss now we've selected the queen of hearts the god of laws uh what her symbols of authority are or his like just because the card is a queen doesn't mean the god necessarily is female but can be
2: can be Three cards will represent the god's authority, symbols of authority, the things that best represent the power of the god, the god that holds over you. Hmm. So I'm not 100% sure.
0: This is this is very tricky for me yeah. as well. I mean, this is symbols as well. These don't have to be a literal thing right now. Like, as we go into the confrontations and the approaches, mm. We can then expand upon the symbol as to how that manifests, if that makes sense. We do, but also, yeah, this is about reflecting the domain as much as it is specifically the god of law for these symbols. For sure, I'm sorry. I'm
1: opening up the godsend text mm-hmm. to try and get inspiration.
2: Yeah, sure, sure, yeah. Because the thing that I'm a little, wor- a little, conf- like not confused, but like curious about it, is if it's like these we're supposed to like look at what the cards themselves are to cuz it's a king a jack and an ace like
0: no i i think it's just because so they don't come up in the cuz a lot of the other things are going to be shaped by what cards we draw so it's so they're not in the mix later i don't think it's specific to it being an ace a king and a jack though it could be if we wanted to but i, I think it's more um not a literal sort of representation in this case
2: yeah i just wish, I, wish, I do wish there was a little bit more guidance as to what you're supposed to do with them sure. it's so like oh yeah it's a yeah. suicide king and a one-eyed jack
3: you know
0: mm-hmm. um <laughs> as, as the song goes i mean so god of laws i think we should establish do we want this god to be Uh, genderless? Do we want this to be a masculine or a feminine force? Like, do we have any strong feelings about that? Also, we should probably come up with a name. It's not specified in the text, but I like to give a name. Mm. Also, God of Laws is clunky to keep saying.
1: Sure. Hold up. Pantheon name generator, let's go. We
0: can can do it (laughs) ourselves. (laughs) Hee hee hee. I mean, given the... Looking at that, are like, they're all there are all these other gods around, uh-huh. we're just focused on the god of laws within the domain of order, yeah. uh, because all of these are written as god, like, in the gender neutral sense. Mm-hmm. So, I kind of like the notion of a feminine aspect of order, mm-hmm. personally, especially now that it occurs to me that we have, uh, given the characters that we're playing, well, not all female but i like that resonance there Mm -hmm. especially if you're talking about like zach's character being an agent of said god Mm -hmm. like the notion that maybe all agents of that god are the same gender sure well i I vibe with stuff like people that make a decision to work or to dedicate their life to god like monks and nuns are a thing in our world so
2: how do you feel about Eustathia? Eustathia, which is the Greek word for stability. I was also Ooh. thinking Equilibria.
0: Also good. Equilibria feels more like the god of order. Sure. But we should absolutely write that down to refer to if we want to, because I dig it. For Eustathia? Uh, e-
2: e- e- eustathia, uh Another... Stuff, yeah. The Greek word for jurisprudence is Mm. or uh, nomica, which means legal or legally.
0: I like nomica. Mm-hmm. I like that it's short and easy for me to say.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. Nomica, I think, is the is the way it's stressed in the original Greek.
0: Yeah, nomica's good. It's added to the doc.
2: Cool. Uh, I could see like a scale being a symbol, mm-hmm. you know, a set of scales, balancing scales, uh, you know, like weighing your sins.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And there is like that tried and tested, like, it's a symbol of justice, purportedly. Mm-hmm. So, uh,
2: you know, the scales are supposed to be, are supposed to be balanced, but you can rig a scale easy.
0: Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I like scales as a symbol. I was thinking about um like a panopticon. I know all-seeing. We didn't pick uh the all-seeing eye domain, but also <laughs> like if it's about a god of law, like intrinsic to that is punishment. So I don't know. Panopticon is also fun to say.
1: So I'm thinking a little bit more abstract because abstract is good. I love to. If you if you know anything about me at this point, it's that I love to go abstract and thinking about, like, my word is law, my promises mm-hmm. are binding.
3: Mm-hmm. You
1: don't break that shit. Yeah. The things that I say go.
0: hmm I dig it. I'm wondering how to... How that to... can work in your favor, or... hmm mm-hmm. So I dig it. I'm just wondering what to write down.
2: <laughs> oh, I could write it down. Uh, the, what, the um...
0: Yeah, my world my word is law.
2: The sanctity of honesty.
0: Yeah. I'm I'm gonna put a thing under that because that has given me an idea for one of the things we can go to based on that. So wait till that finishes being typing and then I will add the thought. I just
1: really liked what what Zach said about the sanctity of honesty. That's good. I'm gonna
0: quickly add underneath this as a thing
1: which which plays in some level into into knowledge but that's not a bad thing i don't think Yeah. i like the idea i i also like the idea that the god of laws has a record of every oath that has ever been sworn
3: mhm
1: and that way when people try to when p- people try to bring that shit to court of law yeah like i said sometimes it works in your favor and sometimes it works against you it just depends
0: it also makes me think a little bit about how like precedent works in the legal sense and um obviously it's different here in the UK, but like constitutional law, like it's written, here it is. But also when laws are named up the easiest one that comes to my mind topical is Roe v. Wade, but we have records of that case that we refer to mm-hmm. and that is the binding law. So yeah, like there being records of everything like <laughs> The divine equivalent of bitch. I have receipts, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. I do like scales, though, and I think we should have that as one of the symbols for sure, because that can be a very simple symbol. It can be like very. We can extrapolate quite a lot outward from that as a starting point. So we need a final symbol of authority. The things that best represent the power the god holds over you.
1: Oh, I thought we were going with panopticon. <laughs>
0: Eh, I figured it was maybe a little bit too uh too much to do with the domain of control.
1: Oh, fair, fair.
0: And also the Magnus archives. We did our arc.
1: I knew that listen, I knew that you were thinking about the Magnus archives. I was not concerned about it, but
0: No, also um the symbols symbols of authority, the things that best represent the power the gods holds over you. What if it is the uh whichever I'm thinking basically, like, this world's equivalent of the police. Mm-hmm. Or, like, the like even just, like, I'm thinking about the visual of a, a badge of authority, a literal symbol yeah. in that case. The marshals. But, like, people acting on behalf, like, I am, a, whatever, a champion of Namika, I wear her symbol. I'm going to take this now. Or you're going to prison.
2: Yeah, I can see that. Uh, like, I said the marshals.
0: Yeah, marshals is a good word for it. Thank you. <laughs> I just, I didn't want to use police, the word police, even though, you know, we're going to go try to dethrone the the God of Laws, so you know. Also, yeah. this podcast's position has been made clear on many occasions, mm-hmm. uh, to reiterate, uh, all cops are bastards. Yes. Just in case you weren't aware of that before. Hi. If that, If you have a problem with that, feel free to stop listening. You're probably not going to like a lot of other stuff we have to say.
2: If they if they got to this point, I don't think we need to worry too hard about that's it. That's fair. Um, yeah. I mean, another thing that people call lawmen and uh, call sheriffs and marshal stuff are lawmen. So like, that's not that that's that's pretty. Mm-hmm. It's pretty apt. You know, you get the cool
3: yeah.
2: duster. You get the the silver badge, uh, the silver star.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You get uh, you get the you know weapon of office.
0: I'm going to put just the badge Mm. or the the Marshall badge, because we know what we're talking about. And it's just a thing we can write down that we know and can expand upon when it becomes relevant. I'm also just thinking about something that came up in the discarded recording for the first attempt at the uh, beginning, Mm. where we talked about what your character had given mine, Zach. So it's good, is my point.
2: Yes, I don't remember what it was, but I believe you that it was good.
0: (laughs) I'll message it in a minute. Um, Okay, so we have our deity. We have her symbols. So the next thing is that we need to arm ourselves. You know what you stand against. Now the time has come to define who you are and how you will fight back. Each player draws a card from the deck and places it in front of them. This card is going to define something that is true about your character then we'll go around again each draw a card and that card defines the means by which uh we're resisting or attacking divine power uh we got a list in the uh in the game pdf to help us interpret the cards there's an optional rule which is fun uh which is the suit of whichever deity you pick is theirs throughout the course of the game when drawn any card of that suit directly represents them and their power in some way should you draw a card of that suit how to interpret it is up to you perhaps you are fighting back armed with weapons you stole from them perhaps you were once a true believer perhaps the place you pass through has symbols of divine power carved into the landscape so something to bear in mind obviously there's significantly less of that suit because all the faces face cards and the ace have been pulled out of the deck so if they do come up it becomes sort of more relevant or poignant if we want to use that rule i like it Personally. I love it. Yeah. So Alright, alright, alright. Alright,
1: alright. Alright, alright, alright.
0: Do you wanna go first, Jade? Um, I'm I'm bleeding, so I'll just go you go first, Mac. Okay. Well, that's fine. Uh okay, so this is something that is true about them. Mm-hmm. Zach, do you wanna draw a card and then we can all sort of
2: Oh, I exp- see. Yes. Uh,
0: share what we got. Yeah. So, uh oh, I know exactly what this is. Okay, wicked. So this card is defining something that is true about your character. Uh, so, Mac, what did you draw?
1: I drew a ten of hearts.
0: Nice. <laughs> and hearts being?
1: Hearts being representative of our god. And also? And our domain. And also, well, so also uh, faith, support, and spirit is satirical. I am <laughs> leaning away from that and more into our God because obviously faith, support, and spirit tied with order and laws and yeah. stuff like that is a little bit wonky. So I'm sure. just gonna, I'm just gonna condense this down because I know exactly what this is. I was gonna bring this up at some point in the episode. It's fine. It works out. mm Hmm. My character does not lie.
3: Okay. Mm.
1: Directly. But everything that my character says is true. It just it just depends on your perspective. There's a loophole for everything.
3: mm mm-hmm. Mhm.
2: Sure.
1: And I love that. In some cases the loophole is well, I can say things that are true and speak around what isn't.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. Love it. Cool. All right. I think you want to just pop that on the table, as it were, in front of you, Or oh, you can leave it. Or oh, you can leave it in your hand. But we'll write it in the dock so we can keep tabs. What about you, Zach? What did you draw?
2: I drew the five of clubs. Clubs representing secrets, deep knowledge, and connections. Which makes sense that I would have deep knowledge of this organization, this dogma. Considering I was once a part of it.
0: Dope. Okay. And I drew the Ace of Spades. The Ace of Spades! (sighs) Yeah, I had that thought too. Uh, But Spades, in this case, uh, represents weapons, armor, and tools of armed conflict. And I think what's true about my character is that they have very deliberately made themselves dangerous. They have honed themselves like one would hone an edge because it's better to hurt somebody else than be hurt yourself. But it was a very deliberate construction. They made themselves this way. Sure. All right. Uh, And your second card this is the means by which we are resisting or attacking divine power fuck <laughs> <laughs> i hit shuffle i swear more than once it's just coincidence
1: it's uh-huh. just coincidence that's sure all this it is. is it's
0: sure it is you want to say what it is
1: <laughs> <laughs> fucking 9 of hearts
0: wow <laughs> It's good.
1: It's a good, but I don't know if I have something for it.
0: Well, it's our game. The author is napping is our rule. You can recall it if you want and pull a different one. Just make sure it goes back in the deck. I'm happy for you to do that. Also, that means we have the uh, more opportunity for another heart to come up later.
1: Uh, that's, yeah, that's one of the things I'm thinking is that. Mm -hmm. Zach, do you want to draw yours, and then I'll... Oh, I've already
0: drawn mine. And I've already drawn mine, so feel free to grab another.
1: Yeah. If I... Okay, and I will be clear, if I draw another hearts, I'm keeping it. Mm -hmm. Cool. This is one redo. That's much better. Cool. Alright. That is doable. What did you get? I drew the king of clubs. Ooh. Fun. Which is very good, considering what I was thinking about before. Yeah. Clubs being secrets, deep knowledge, and connections. Mm-hmm. And my character being a mystery wrapped in an enigma, wrapped in a taco shell. Mm-hmm. That is my armor, is... On some level, I'm untouchable.
3: <laughs> very, very cool. cool. Uh.
2: Well, I got the six of diamonds, mm. uh, which represents gear, wealth, and resources. And I think what that means is I've got a stockpile somewhere that will be useful—some some stuff that I that I put down and in a safe place that needs just needs to be regained.
0: Um, I'm going to uh do my do-over because I also got diamonds and was struggling to think about what that looks like for my character. Mm-hmm. So I'll quickly grab that. Alright. This works much better with how I've been thinking about this character. I also drew clubs, uh secrets, mm-hmm. deep knowledge and connections. And what this is is my character knows people. They know where to find things. They know how to get things. It's their bread and butter. This is how they get things done. They don't do it. They know who can or they know where to get it. And they've spent a very long, long time building up this network of how they do it. Oh, yeah. All right. So we have our characters. We know what they're about, how they're going to go fight God or this particular God. And the thing that happens next uh, is we begin the attack. So this is us standing on the threshold of our God's personal domain at the first approach. And this is where we're going to introduce you guys to our characters. Yes. And I think
2: that we are on a ship. Now... We can talk about what kind of ship that is, if we're coming in by sea, or if this is some sort of airship, Final Fantasy style, which could be fun, or some sort of, like, land crawler. Because we were last seen on a vessel of some sort, and and that should be the first thing that we see when we are seen again.
0: I like uh, the notion of a, a sailing ship. Uh, being on water cool mm. so this is a this
2: is a very um, it 's a very oceanic world we 're like coming into an island. this is the domain, maybe it 's part of an archipelago because we are sailing away from a tiny island equidistant from everything that could be close by, upon which only one structure rests great kiln, into which uh, sinners are fed, and out of which come sometimes the penitent, but oftentimes their bodies. And nothing else enters or leaves except this time, us. As the boat scythes against the waves, ocean spray misting the deck, and our party, Tangling uh, with a boat that is probably meant to be sailed by more people than just three, though perhaps maybe we grabbed some other prisoners to to help us crew the ship
3: as we as we fled. Hmm.
1: Sure.
2: Yeah, uh, you know people are people are hoisting the gangplanks and and pulling on the main jibs. Uh, Unfurling the top sail as as a as a gust of wind blows through it. Um, I sort of just. Do you want me to put my character in, or
0: Uh, before you do so, can I put the maybe this is not the first ship that we've been on, but rather we have gotten onto another one, either like bartered our way on or commandeered it for our purposes.
2: We could have certainly.
0: I just like the visual of our three being on one thing and then realizing that we're going to need something. We're going to need a bigger boat, and so have managed to get onto another. We're one.
1: We're going to need a bigger boat. <laughs>
0: exactly.
2: Uh sure. We could have done that. You know, as... they
1: were looking for that ship, but we're not on that ship anymore. Yeah, that ship's at the bottom of the ocean because mm. we sunk <laughs> it.
2: Sure. <Yeah. laughs> Sure, yeah. So we're 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 on a new a new vessel, a merchant vessel that was that had the, the misfortune to pass by and and join our little band, as it were. <laughs> uh, does that make us pirates?
0: Mm. Well, we were already criminals. <laughs> so I now think we're they'll just... call us pirates. Yeah. I mean, what is a pirate if not a criminal on the boat in the eyes of the law?
2: uh-huh uh okay so here's here's an idea mm-hmm uh here's an idea we are so we uh we start we see the the crew hoisting the colours uh you know um moving the 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 sails to catch the wind just right um we we the camera pans and follows inside the ship uh, to the captain's quarters, where uh, a man in a powdered wig and a, and a long embroidered coat sits sulking in his uh, quarters, his <laughs> opulent quarters, with all the food he would need and all the the, the the alcohol he can drink, pounding on the door and shouting, "Like you won't get away with this! This is a this is an affront to the crown, to the to the goddess." By doing by doing this, you have you have made great enemies this day. But everyone else is just working and is fine. This is the only guy who's mad because <laughs> uh, he's the captain.
0: Perfect, love this.
2: <laughs> and and the door, uh, the camera like pans past the door to see a a pair of, of yeah a pair of of deckhands just kind of like snoring next to the door, uh, acting. effectively as guards but mostly just chilling as a woman with red hair and tattoos uh balances the captain's hat jauntily on her head and says don't worry as soon as we get where we're going you can have your boat back and it like, look, stops, like, it freeze frames on her, and the, uh, the color leaches out. It becomes sepia and woodcut as the wanted poster unfurls onto the screen. Uh, Cordelia Waite Smith, uh, wanted for uh, heresy, ties to organized crime, and for escaping
3: the kill. her so much uh yeah and someone else can take it now <laughs>
0: yeah I'll, I'll go all right so the uh the wanted poster disappears with almost like a snap of the sail one of the sails sending the camera tumbling uh over itself to bob and weave and finds itself going down below decks to a small cabin where a quartermaster sits, books spread out in front of them, explaining the state of affairs to an individual with dark hair and dark eyes who is listening very carefully as a fingernails wrap against the wood looking a dance like more put together than the last time we saw her clearly has gotten a hold of some means of getting cleaned up and patched up the dim light shows the crawling vine of uh, roses and vines tattooed on the side of the head Uh, the same CPA tone washes over the screen as that woodcut effect comes in again and the name Nesmi Kazel, comes up. Crimes listed for, hmm, so many. And I think that, like, rattles through just, like, the text is mm-hmm. very small, as there's these various things that have had to be crammed onto the bottom of this wanted poster and in a different hand added at the end, also, escaping the kiln. Hell yeah. Mm.
3: Um, the camera finds
1: uh, the outline of someone over the quartermaster's shoulder but just as quickly as it catches focus it loses focus as the the outline vanishes back into the darkness and it kind of like the camera does that thing where it goes to like turn away and then comes back because it caught something and that's when the outline just kind of disappears and the camera the camera comes back up and it is now it is now nighttime outside of the ship the waters are calmer the crew on deck is uh, taking this momentary respite. The guard rotation is shifting. And we come back, and it, we, so we go back down to the captain's quarters. Cordelia Waitsmith herself is nowhere to be seen. And the captain is now drunkenly banging on the door, trying to get the guards to open it up. And a figure melts out of the shadow of the room, uh, the camera cannot quite focus properly, but there's more color there than there was the last time the camera tried to focus on on this this person, and the sepia tone comes up, and again it can't quite catch anything.
2: Yeah, I, I like it. So it feels like a question mark uh, where the face should be—an unknown <laughs> accomplice.
1: Yeah, I think there's also like. It, like, flicks through wanted posters, because it can't, like, decide what this person looks like. Like, no one can pin, no one can pin down the face. And the name comes up, and it says, Vi March, wanted for blasphemy, necromancy, and escaping from the Kelm. And the the sepia and the the woodcut vanish, and Vi taps the captain on the shoulder, who jumps with a little scream. Ah! And Vi says, "Can you keep that fucking racket down? Some of us are trying to sleep."
2: <laughs> I think I think he just faints.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Fuck>, yes! <yeah. laughs> All right. Uh so now we yeah, uh, we've introduced the players in this uh in this scene. We need to each draw a card and this is going to help us determine something about the domain that we're entering. The land, the land ho, as it were.
2: Or or it could just be that we're entering into uh lawful
0: waters. Yes, absolutely. Again, we have uh, a little key here in the text that we'll uh, we can elaborate on. So, mm. All right. did you draw? I did draw because I was right. prepared for this moment. <laughs> <laughs> so I drew the ten of diamonds. Uh, Diamond, in this case, refers to the material, physical aspects of the environment: sights, sounds, and scents.
1: I drew a four of spades. Which, in this case, spades are dangers and threats, signs of conflict.
2: Uh, Then I drew the nine of spades. More dangers, more signs of conflict.
1: (laughs) Excellent! (laughs) So things are not good. (laughs)
2: Uh, No, perhaps not. Uh, So I think it's like, it's night. But the boat is like, kind of rattles a little bit as it scrapes along something. And Cordelia, like, runs down below Dex and says, uh, Hey, uh, I I need everybody up now.
0: I love the video, like, that she just has such a natural sort of, or it might be she's worked on this authoritative quality, that it's not just, oh, yeah, nah, we like her more than we like our captain. There's just something about the way she speaks that people, just like, oh, yep, hop to it. Mm -hmm. Mm
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, And as the as the crew begins to um, to to rouse, we see physical aspect of the environment Um, in the distance. You can see the great gleaming island that the the goddess, uh, the goddess's primary temple rests upon. You can see in the distance the enormous silver scales that like form like the tower in the center of her of her home city. Um, It's like a tower with, like, full, like, this tower is this. Yeah, you get it. Um, (laughs) But outside of that, in the waters, you see. They're like, like, thinking about, about, about danger and threats and also material aspects of the environment. um, Like walls just jutting out of the water. Like a labyrinth. Or that is shifting. Uh, And that's that's kind of the thing, is it's it's rings of stone that are rotating in opposite directions. And they each have, like, you know, gaps in them, gateways that you can, like, pass through. But they need certain things to be able to pass through them safely that we did not have. And we're there earlier than we expected because it's grown larger since the last time Cordelia was here.
1: Sick. yeah, time time dot is um, time dot passes.
2: Yes. Um, yeah, Episode Cordelia's title: like,
1: August. Thank you.
3: <laughs>
2: maybe. Uh, Cordelia is like um, God. I uh, I didn't think we were gonna get here until until tomorrow morning, and then like someone's like, oh yeah, they added another couple um, layers to the to the to the maze, like uh, like two years ago or whatever. And so so what it is is it is. Rings, like, concentric stone rings that have, like, like archways in them that a ship could pass through. And the way it's supposed to work is that ships carrying proper letters of mark or the proper, like, oath sworn, the, the rings line up so that you can just sail through unimpeded. But we don't have that. And so we're going to need to weave the ship through these rings without getting crushed.
0: We want to establish anything else before we sort of get to the confrontation?
2: Yeah, I came up with a bunch of shit, so if other people want to Mm -hmm. come up with stuff, too.
1: I don't mind. It's very helpful for me, because I'm always no thoughts head
0: empty. Mm Hmm. Hmm. I definitely want to expand a little more, so I'm just thinking a bit.
2: Oh, one thing that could be that I was thinking of is it could be like... um original captain's like, oh, I have, you know, letters of Mark, or I have the proper paperwork. But And he tries to do it, but the fact that we're on the ship overrides his paperwork, and that's, like, <laughs> the problem. Is that now, I'm oh, sorry, bud, you're an accomplice in the system.
0: <laughs> I like the notion that... So when you establish it, like, Cordelia realized we were coming up on something... And we've established that it's the outer or additional layers in this sort of labyrinthine weird rotating circles of uh, protection around the island, just to to get the picture clear in my head of what we've established about what's going on
2: Yes, um the idea is that if you're allowed to pass, if you have like the proper paperwork it will it, the the rings will line up in such a way that you can just sail straight through, but we have that. And thus, we need to, we need to like weave our way through without getting crushed between stone rings.
0: I think just something that we know is like, while people are like, okay, this is what we need to do. We need to sail around it. I think what's unsettling is how uh, it begins raining as we enter. Uh, this, but like, rather than the waters being choppy, Despite the moving of these circles, the water is still like, not still or placid, but it's like the current is very clear and it's not behaving in the way that a force of nature should. All the lines seem to be too straight. All the cresting of waves is too regular. The force of order is suppressing that of nature. And as the rain falls down to the deck of the ship, the raindrops are hitting with a perfect rhythm, like a metronome. Just like, it's almost like the ticking of a clock. And it, this sense that we're moving into a space incredibly rigid, where even the forces of nature are beholden to order, is palpable
3: yeah it's not (laughs) it'll be fun (laughs)
0: i've
1: I've got some thoughts i'm putting into my pocket
0: (laughs) hell yeah
1: for the future Um,
0: (laughs) the next thing it says in the text is that uh because this will involve a role is we have to determine which of the embodiments of the god's power we encounter first as we sort of enter this domain because i i like the visual of like the ship is going and like these very well practiced sailors are having to work with like any regular movement caused by these shifting walls and the effect it has it's still like regularly happening so if you time things correctly and just like a bunch of those like on road like pull like the main jib one way, and so that for so mm-hmm. we're 8 we've started moving in to this mass of shifting warp rocks,
2: yeah, uh, Cordelia is like running up and down the the deck, shouting commands and and, and, and like watching the the movements
0: hmm so what symbol is it that we encounter? And we discuss this amongst ourselves, and how does it manifest here?
2: I think this could be the the word of law of like the fact that like this is that we are coming outside of an oath hmm outside of like a of the, the proper like lawful entry is like but I don't know,
3: I don't know
1: yeah, it could also be the Marshall badge, mm because there's a part of there's a part of me that wants to save the word of law and
0: the sanctity of honesty for uh the end um but i i know I, I think i'm with you Matt. In like because we talked about like if you have the right mark mm-hmm. you can get through as well so there is something in that this is about the sanctioned power of the marshals mm mm-hmm. this is what we're dealing with here like this is the structures in place designed to force people to behave a certain way reinforced in a very literal sense by these walls i also i like the thought maybe that the camera sort of swings up and we get this bird's eye view of the ship navigating and as these walls shift and move we see them moving into the symbol of the marshals and then out again Mm.
3: Yeah, that's very good.
0: Oh yeah. So cool. So now one of us is going to be attacking this symbol, as it were. And you'll be rolling well, Oh, we'll it's be... just one of us? Yeah. I didn't realise that. I thought everybody got okay. to do it, but no. One of us steps up. I feel like it's maybe Cordelia, as she is already kind of leading in this moment. Mm -hmm. like she knows this the best she knows that symbol she has wielded that symbol Mm -hmm. if you're happy with that yeah all right so you roll 2d6 we'll see how you do see how you do um before you do so i'm gonna because basically this is a just roll 2d6 and we got a list of possible outcomes but um if you roll a six or less You've done everything you can this round, but your efforts have helped others. One of your fellow players will roll next and may do so with advantage. And also you can add plus one to the results of a roll by using the card that represents your means of fighting. You can add this to your own roll or to someone else's. And then you describe how you help based on what the card represents. And then you discard it. Effectively, that resource is gone. So
2: Cool. Uh, all right, well let's give it a shot. Let's see how it goes. Just two d6.
0: Roll them bones.
2: There's an eight. Uh you succeed in overcoming, but you stumble. The next time you roll, you attract one from the resulting number. Um I think what this is is like there's a few times like like Cordelia is like like runs up to the to the thing and like is like pulling on the on the wheel along with the helmsman as they're like trying so hard to like not crash into the wall but like we cut to us outside of the like on the inside where it's daytime somehow like it could it's either that like it was just always day inside or that we it's we spent the whole night going through this this labyrinth uh but the ship is trashed by doing it uh and like Cordelia has been run ragged from the trial of this deed, she is exhausted, and that's how she stumbled. She's like, "Oh, mm-hmm. very tired."
3: Good shit.
0: Nice. All right, so we've effectively made it to the shores of the island.
2: Uh, yeah.
0: Like, if our boat's fucked, it feel like we're not sailing no more.
2: <laughs> yeah. That's good. We 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 come aground, and, like, people, like, get off the boat, and the captain, like, comes out, and he's like, Oh! Oh! My
3: ship! He's upset about it. You can buy a new ship. You can repair this one. Ugh. He's upset about it. <laughs> uh,
0: all right. What are you gonna do? Uh... So, to carry on in the text, uh, further in, you are deep within the divine domain now. Here, you find a moment to catch your breath and regroup. Uh, we can take a break from the game if we decide we need it. Uh, it's not a bad idea, actually, given that we've been at this a little bit now.
1: Yeah, the bio break's not a bad idea.
0: I do like a, billi- a baked in bio break in a, te- in a game text.
1: It's very good.
0: Shout out to Anna. <laughs> so. Each of us is now going to draw a card from the deck and use it to describe their relationship with another character or an experience you have shared with that character. Um, again, different little key, suggesting whatever suit we pull, what it might be. But I just want to paint the picture like, is this like this crew camped out on the beach of the <laughs> God of Law's island? Like, what what does the camera find here? Before we get into these shared memories and moments. Is it daytime? Is it always daytime here, or is it a very rigid no night and day are exactly this long?
1: I like if it's if it's night and day are exactly this long, just really, really playing against
3: nature here. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. For sure. Dope. Uh
2: yeah. So, yeah, so we're like yeah, we're like on the on the beach. Look, the big temple city of Namaka looming in the distance. The silver scales visible from any point on the island.
3: You know, it felt smaller from further away. Most things do. Hmm. Are you okay?
2: It's just that,
3: um... Things get realer the closer they get. Hmm. You aren't wrong. Uh She takes off her captain's hat and tosses it to the old, to the old captain.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Should have kept that. It suited you.
3: Yeah, but it wasn't mine.
0: you think that stopped you from taking things that uh, weren't yours to begin with and making them your own
3: thinks that is that they were mine and they just didn't know it yet mm. an important distinction okay
2: <sighs> where's vi
3: vi is
1: like standing off like at the like where the sand of the beach meets the ocean and like obviously there is like a there's a bit of a breeze, not a lot of a breeze, because obviously things are kept in mm. but there there is waves against the shore mm-hmm. <laughs> and Vi is just standing there with Vi's feet in the water <laughs> watching the uh the water like kind of crest over Vi's feet.
3: hmm
1: Vi is wearing a uh like long red skirt that is kind of getting caught in the in the as the the water comes up in its very rigid in very rigid tidal patterns um catches mm-hmm. the, the hem of the skirt and makes it a little
3: bit soaks it a little bit with salt water.
0: How on earth did you move I And I look at Cordelia as I jade nudge Zack to take a card.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh yeah I gotta draw yeah draw a card. Whoop-pow. I rolled
2: clubs. A secret between you or something you wish you could tell them.
1: Oh, I'm so glad you drew this for this relationship.
2: (laughs) Is this is this for between Vi and
0: Really it could be any. I I framed it as like Nizami asking Cordelia, but it doesn't specify. I mean also there's enough Mm. cards that we can each pull two cards and do one for each relationship because I think that would be fun and interesting.
1: Yeah.
2: I think what happens is Nezemi and Cordelia are standing at the top of the beach looking down at Vi staring out under the surf and like it like kind of goes to Cordelia's like goes close on Cordelia's face and then it cuts to like a much younger Cordelia drenched in shadow as some people loom over her in like an alleyway and she's like got bruises and cuts on her face. And she squeezes her eyes shut as the sounds of some, and like, like mutters something under her breath that sounds like a prayer. And then some terribly visceral sounds are heard. Mm. And when she wake, when she opens her eyes again, the people who were menacing her are, are not in the same physical (laughs) configurations that they were previously. (laughs)
1: No, not at all. huh
2: <laughs> And there is a a being there. Uh I mean you can say say you can tell me what Vi looked like at this point.
1: Uh even less focused than Vi looks now, if that's even possible. Mm. I think I think Cordelia's I think Cordelia's mind fills in a lot of the blanks. Mm-hmm. In a lot of ways, um but this is this is Vi at Vi's most monstrous,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and yet in that monstrosity, a hand kind of reaches out for Cordelia as a child to take, which she does, mm-hmm. and then like it goes close to child, like beat up child Cordelia's face, and then cuts back again to adult Cordelia, and she shrugs. She says. I was just there one day.
0: Nezami squints uh, up at Cordelia. She's not a lot taller, but taller enough.
3: And she said, "Fine, don't tell me." I don't know. I don't know what you want from me. No, you never do.
0: <laughs> Walk down to the beach. I'm gonna draw a card. <laughs> very good so i also uh drew a club how about that how about that and i think this has to be about uh given that (laughs) given that uh i just dropped a line i feel like this has to be about nesme's relationship with cordelia Hmm. i think much in the same way the camera follows nesme as uh, he walks down through the sand, and the camera sort of pans down to their feet, so the sand gets kicked up and then falls into like perfect, like Zen garden style circles when it lands. Before like panning up, and it's not a lot younger, maybe five six years younger, but um, and you can see the tattoo uh looks fresher and uh rather than the sort of long hair nezumi currently has it's sort of like cropped pretty short and spiked up uh, sort of a smear of like a stripe of makeup all the way across both eyes going uh like slamming out of a building stepping outside and just leaning against the wall clearly trying to gather his composure Looking down at his hands, the camera sort of follows. Uh, the hands sort of like go into a pocket, and we see them fiddling with something, but we don't see what it is. And uh, their expression hardens, and hear a little waste not what not, and they head off down the street. And we see them go into a small shop, some description, like a pawn shop, some kind of like general traders, hand, uh, and the camera sort of stays outside the shop, and we see an exchange, something slid over the counter, some money is handed back to them, and then they walk away with a slight jangle of coin in their pocket, and the... Uh, jingling of coins turns into the rush of surf as uh joins vi down at the shore pulls off boots and uh rolls up the bottom of the trousers and steps up next to vi and just like you'll
3: catch a cold can you catch a cold i haven't yet so i doubt it First time for everything. How are you? <laughs> Violet like,
1: turns. Mhm. And Nezumi gets the distinct feeling that this is an incredulous look. Mhm. That is being leveled at him right now. Vi is like,
3: "What's that look for?" Question. I've never been anything more than fine or
0: less than fine. I meant more with you being all waggles a hand in general direction (laughs) in a place like this. And like they kick up some of the surf and it the water just sort of like arcs in a perfect arc and then like in a dead straight line and then glances ah. back in the direction. <laughs> <laughs> I always like it like, Nesmi knows better than to try to look directly at Vi, but we'll sort of or like, if I'm talking to thee, I will look in that vague direction. The good autistic, like looking at the top of the shoulder kind of a vibe. Like yes. acknowledging yes. the person there. Which, which is s- definitely safe. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely
1: safe. <laughs> in fairness, Vi did not understand the question. Um, That's fair. There is this just, like, long moment of silence while Vi, like, picks apart the words that Vi needs in order to speak. And Vi then just kind of huffs and is like,
3: "I, I have never... Seen merit in lying. So, being bound by honesty is not a hardship. And it is not my problem that
1: I and hands come up here to do air quotes. <laughs> Don't abide by the natural order of things. And Vi sweeps a hand towards the surf, where that perfect arc of water droplets just hit the ocean's surface. Neither does this, so by virtue of a loophole, (laughs) I need an epithet.
2: Epithet for what? Hey,
1: Zach, you're good at epithets. Can I have an epithet?
2: For Namaka? Yes. Um Namaka, uh I mean the easy one is Lady of the Scales. Um Keeper of Oaths. Uh the Argent Arbiter.
3: Mm. Ooh. Uh,
2: the silver is a holy substance for her. Uh Our Lady of the Balanced Scales.
3: Mm.
2: I could keep going.
1: Arbiter's good here. Um, Viage just kind of shrugs and is like, Honestly, <laughs> the Arbiter
3: doesn't have a leg to stand on when it comes to me. Does anyone? Hmm. Yes. Eyebrow goes up. <laughs> Don't suppose you'd care to tell me. No, I wouldn't. <laughs>
0: of course. Glance up the beach towards Cordelia. Mm.
1: The, that 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 mm, was me, not Vi. Yeah. Are we going to do six cards, or are we just going to do three?
0: Hmm. Well, we're doing good for time, but also I feel like that would also be a nice close on the circuit if you wanted, like. I don't want anyone to feel obligated to doing it because the text says three, but if people want to maybe see another relationship, we could keep going.
2: I'm happy. I'm happy to. Yeah. To keep going, uh, I think we we spent a good a good chunk of time with this. Sweet.
1: Yeah. So so then we'll close the circuit here. That's why I was asking because I was like, I need to. If we were going to keep going, then this was going to be about Cordelia. But if we're closing the circuit, this is about Nesame. me. Cool. This is not. Hmm. No. This is a flashback. Yeah. This is a flashback for Nezumi Because I think... Well, this is Nezumi's past. Time doesn't mean very much to buy. I'll be honest there. That's fair. So, So, this was a dream. And... This was a dream that Nezumi had about a figure who was in clearer focus than Vi is now. And Nezumi can't quite pick out all of the details, except for mismatched eyes, a face cracked like porcelain. Not white, but cracked in a very strange way, like with chunks missing out of it, like with broken porcelain. And... A conversation that went much like this. Hmm. Except that conversation ended with... This is a dangerous game that you play. This is dangerous knowledge to possess. But if anyone can handle it, I think you'll be fine. And it's a gift of resilience.
3: Mm. Where...
1: Nezumi could probably tolerate looking directly at Vi. Hmm. Cordelia definitely can, but that's a completely different thing. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm.
1: Cordelia doesn't give a shit about anything, consequence wise.
3: Well, you know.
1: Well, when it comes to when it comes to Vi, <laughs> specifically.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, d- d- as what we saw earlier proves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cordelia could. Please don't do this, Cordelia. Cordelia could stab Vi through the heart, and Vi wouldn't retaliate. Oh wow. probably, probably. Hmm. There's a respect that Vi has for Nezumi. I think that's the key yeah. here. So yeah, so we get we get flashes of that moment, just like in the whoosh in, whoosh out sort of vibe, right?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I'm with you.
1: Oosh into a flash of it, oosh back to the waves. Yeah.
0: I dig it. Oh,
1: Do we want to close there or does Nezumi have any uh, witty one liners to come back at? Jesus. No
0: pressure. (laughs) Alright.
3: It it doesn't have to be.
0: (laughs) I think, like, the last of the the memory or the flashback fades. And we see, like, uh, like a mirroring shot of the these two figures uh, in the present, uh, like Nezumi's sharp profile and his incredibly indistinct one that's hard to focus on. Mm-hmm. I think they say, I'm going to abstract something along the lines of um the feeling goes both ways. Mm. And I just, because I'm on my bullshit, I just like the idea of like, uh is it a rack focus? Which goes to sort of like Cordelia in the background, mm-hmm. framed between the two of them on the beach. Because I'm about my yes. bullshit. Yeah. Sweet. Because, of course. Because, <laughs> of course. I uh, We know what the fuck we're about. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so, everyone gets rested up and we get moving again. And we move on to the second confrontation.